All right, hello everybody. Uh, uh, we're man, I'm doing awful now. Jesus, <laughs> you need Left to start over completely. Right there, baby. <laughs> yeah, it uh, started hello. this time. So, <laughs> hello everybody. It's the Wrestling with the Willies podcast, where we're talking about <laughs> AEW's Double or Nothing 2023. What hell of a start, man! Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what am I talking about again? I fucking forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's me and Jeremy. <laughs> I got you laughing super <laughs> But anyway, we're talking about Double or Nothing. <laughs> We've been a little bit behind on podcasts lately because... It's been busy and like the YouTube videos and everything. So we've been a little bit behind. So now we're just starting to catch up. It's been like, I think it's mostly because the pay-per-views have been like, uh, like super long and, sh- and like super. Well, they've been boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's like we had WrestleMania was at the end of April. And then we had May had double or nothing. And. Uh, Night of Champions, day after day. Yeah, Backlash was also in there, which we've already done. Um, Yeah, and then then we had Forbidden Door. Oh yeah, and then we had, (laughs) uh, yeah, it's like one after the other. Money in the bank. Yeah, so it's like by the time that we're like. Oh yeah, we need to start doing these, and then we're like, "Fuck, we got like five. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not only that we, we we're also on three other podcasts, which oh, yeah. one of them suffering even worse. We got to get started on, but um, but yeah, we also we do the like Scream Creeps Con podcast, yeah, and the Sci Fi Graveyard. None of those have suffered except for the Morbid Instinct one, but uh, this one's real behind. Oh yeah. But yeah, so so uh what's it called? The only match that we didn't watch well, mostly because it was the kickoff show and I think we watched it on the replay anyway and we had to split it up over two days too, I think. Because like I've been not sleeping super fucking late anymore, it seems like. So uh most uh but anyway, it was the Hardys versus Ethan Page and the Guns. Oh, yeah, and Hook with the Hardys. But, like, and then if Ethan Page lost, then he would lose his contract ownership. So now it seems like he's more of a face now, I guess, since he lost the contract. I thought they were going to do something else with his character, but it looks like he's, like, full-on face now. Yeah, I don't care for Ethan Page, so I don't give two shits about him. (laughs) I mean, he's on the mic, and then he's a good wrestler, but... I just don't like him. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what I can. Pl- I don't know how to place it either. You know, it's just certain people. I just don't. Yeah. I guess connect I, I, with because ba- like in WWE, Bailey has always been that person for me. I can't even good, bad, indifferent. I can't get connected to her. It's. I and it's almost worse now that she's gone heel. I'm like, yeah. ugh. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. it's. I think some people just can't get behind certain people. Like, I, I think that's the, because I mean, I have other people that I just don't care about, which I mean, eventually we'll talk about some of the people, but still, 
I mean, but yeah, so uh, it's not like we missed much in that pre-show match. No, I'm not a big really fan of the either. guns either. Yeah, like I mean, like I've been kind of over on the Hardys anyway. Like I like Hook and stuff. They're, well, but... they're too fucking old, and Jeff especially. I think was this the match where he botched, or what? Where everybody oh, felt where that he Hardy botched, botched the move. Yeah, the like, move. He was supposed yeah. to do a whisper in the wind or something, and then fell and like uh, landed on his back or something. And then I think he like botched the twist of fate or something too. I think when I saw it, like it was like a real thing. And then they're like, uh, people were talking about, they're like, don't do wrestling anymore. Hardy, like Jeff Hardy or whatever. I'm like, dude, and like you can't keep anybody from fucking wrestling because I mean, otherwise Ric Flair wouldn't have retired when he was like fucking 90. Oh, I know, right? Like Ric Flair's last match. Nobody needs to see you wrestle ever again, Ric Flair. Okay. Like we love you. But we don't want to see you die in the ring, okay? Nobody really cares about that. And stop marrying people and then losing a bunch of money, okay? Just so, like, so you know, <laughs> if you guys listen to my pod, the first thing I want to point out is like we talk. We've talked about this over numerous podcasts, but I mentioned it pretty uh, a good amount in the last one. So in WWE pay, premium live events, you know the matches. You very rarely see one that goes over 15 minutes. And a lot of them are under 10-ish. But yet the pay, the premium live events go for three hours. This one, I think, went close to four hours, right? And I think there was only two matches, and really one, because there's a reason why one went short, uh, that went under 15 minutes. The rest of them went yeah. over 15 minutes. Even this pre-show match went 15 minutes and 45 seconds. So this is that example I was talking about. The difference between AEW and WWE, a big difference I see is there's wrestling yeah. on yeah. these events. And they and so and they don't really do commercials. I mean, they do some commercials, really, but like barely not. Like once you paid for the pay-per-view, I'm like... Because fifty dollars is a lot for a pay per view now, but also at the same time, it's like not nearly as bad as like WWE where they charge you ten bucks, but then they put their fucking WWE commercials in the damn thing because they don't know how to just go straight back to wrestling again. I know, but I've heard rumors that uh, AEW is close to a deal with Max. Oh, to put. AEW yeah. on Max or something. Yeah, that's what I've heard is they're real close, but we'll see if that actually happens. I mean, they are Time Warner, so it would make sense, but uh, yeah. they got to become a little bit bigger, I think, to actually get their own section, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Because of their, the, because of what... For like three years or four but, years now, or like getting but into their to, Yeah, but Tony Khan's library is becoming pretty big, you know, with him well, picking yeah, up Ring of Honor and stuff. Ring of Honor shit and everything else. So, I mean, like, if he gets, like, any other territories or something, but I think he only bought Ring of Honor because they he didn't want it to, like, go under. like and lose Oh, yeah, but he, he did make a comment, though, about the library. So I think he's positioning to get a streaming deal somewhere. Doing a podcast. (laughs) Sorry. You can edit that part out afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, what's it called? And that's our brother for you. Her brother came into Josh's room, so. No, he was just knocking on the door. I didn't want, I wanted to or, get my head's help. Whatever. Or he just knocked, but still. Um, Aaron used to be on our Screen Proofs podcast. He needs to start being part of well, that I mean, one again. He's just been doing a lot. Oh, it must be from like probably watching Arrow or something like that. But uh, once again, uh, anyway, so the first one was the Casino Battle Royale, which is different from the usual ones because this one was about uh, Orange Cassidy's. Uh, it's called the International Championship yeah, now because they've changed it. Wait, three times? Wasn't it called the All-Atlantic belt last time? It was originally called the All-Atlantic one, yeah. And then I think they've changed it a couple of times since then. Or at least once. I know that it's at least once. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, But, like, the match was cool just because, I mean, I didn't think Orange Cassidy was going to lose it. But, like, it was different because at least they did something where you kind of sat there and were like, ooh, is he going to lose it this time? Now that it's a Battle Royale thing. And then, of course, he didn't. But Well, you know, the one thing I remember liking about this one, because we talk about it during the WWE ones all the time, that what typically happens is during these type of matches are like the fatal four ways. What happens is the guy that's going to win doesn't wrestle a lot. So, mm -hmm. like, like... Austin Theory, it happens a lot in his matches in WWE where he has these triple threat or fatal four ways where, like the Elimination Chamber is a good example, where he's knocked out of the match for like 25 minutes of the whole thing. Like So the match will go like for 25 minutes and he'll, for 22 of them, he'll be knocked out in the freaking chamber. Oh, yeah. Well, and then he'll pop up at the end and he'll win the match because the other guys knocked the shit out of each other for however long which i mean this match you really were you thinking like an actual wrestler would like if he was actually trying yeah. to win the match he would make sure he was put out especially if it's yeah. an elimination chamber match he would be going after him first well yeah that's why i always say i'm like wait a minute why do they never go after the guy that has the belt like all of them should and then whoever wins wins but yet they all they never do that it's funny, but in this match, I remember Orange Cassidy was getting the shit kicked out of him for half of this match. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so that's good. And then he wasn't really out of the match most of it. Yeah. Like, like he was involved in the match, I the think vast he majority was out of it. For a little bit, just for the ending part with Swerve. Yeah. But so like that was a big difference with this one. Was that I still they still have the where everybody faces each other, which I guess kind of happens to an extent. But the funny thing always they should always focus on the champ, and most of them the time they never do, like yeah. they do at the very end. But in this one, Orange Cassidy was involved in most of it. Like you couldn't see him like just sitting on the edge, yeah, going where the hell is Orange people. at? It's like certain people you could tell were like very behind somebody else winning, and then. It just never happened. And then, like, it was, like, certain people. It was, like, Keith Lee. When Keith Lee got eliminated, people were, like, oh, yeah, that's not. And, like, he's not going to lose. And this and that. And, like, it was, like, Keith Lee losing. Then it was, I'm trying to think of who else it was. There was, like, a few people that I remember seeing. I'd be, like, ooh, that would be cool if he won. And then nothing happened. And then I was, like, there ain't no way that they're dropping it to, like, anybody but Orange Cassidy then. 
And then turns out that they didn't, <laughs> that like Orange Cassidy actually won. So that's like the main thing about it that was different from like WWE uh, shows is that most of the time they're kind of like cut and dry, like uh, they're straightforward, but not like too straightforward because like, I think Orange Cassidy's had the belt for like six months or something now, right? It's been a while, yeah. Because uh, I think he beat it off a a pack, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and pack had it for a while too, but like I think yeah, not a lot of people have had it. I know that much. Yeah, I think it's Um, been pack and then him. I think. But uh, once again, it I mean, it shows, it, it's funny how long it took for Orange Cassidy to get a belt, though. I mean, like, that was the first one that he's won, I think. Yeah, and he hasn't lost, well, spoiler, but he hasn't lost since. Yeah. So, like, so, I mean, it's cool, especially with Orange Cassidy doing all the shit, and it kind of highlights. I mean, you guys will hear it on the podcast, because we have one other podcast to do for Forbidden Door, but during that one, he'll still have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, just spoiler alert. Yeah, but we're not going to give anything away about what happened in that match if you didn't watch it yeah, until we'll that pa- until that like podcast. We talked about that podcast, but yeah. So, like, uh, what's it called? So, yeah, it was just like a good match that was just like a good opener for the pay per view, really. And then the one that was kind of a letdown for me was because it was kind of weird was the Adam Cole versus Jericho match. It was like, I mean, it was well, a regular hard I think match. partly for that, actually, yeah, I think I, the match overall kind of was a, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. And actually, I'm getting this confused with the the Roderick Strong one. So let me, let me back up on that. This was the one with Sabu as the special guest enforcer, yeah. which that dude just needs to stop being in a wrestling ring. Well, I mean, I thought he just went to the hospital for like a heart thing. Yeah, well, it seems like he can barely move around, and then he does the damn uh, table spot. Oh yeah, I was during like, the... <laughs> like, don't do that, man! Don't do that. Get somebody else to do it instead of Sabu. Come on, man. And I don't know. I'd have to look at the size of that dude's hands, but his hands don't look like they're very big. Probably not. I mean, like, I, I was like, I don't know if it's arthritis and shit building in because he's older and he broke a lot of bones or shit, but. His hands just don't look like they're yeah. very like. Well, I mean, yeah, like he's uh, he's done some crazy shit in ECW. Yeah, I know, I know that. I, that's yeah. why I'm saying it's. But you can tell, like, it's like when you watch when I see X Pac walking around, you can tell he's he wrestled for a long time because he can barely walk around oh, anymore. Yeah, you like can not like all the crazy moves and shit. Yeah, and, you uh, can just tell the guys that did all that. And have fucked up their fucking legs for years because they yeah. can barely walk well, anymore. I mean, you see Mick Foley and shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's... Mick Foley's number one for like other than like Terry Funk and shit, but like uh, that's the main thing. But, but anyways, like, yeah, letdown, this match. The letdown yeah. was that it seemed like all the other people were kind of inconsequential for the match. Like they were just there for like five or ten minutes and then they were done like gone you know like they went out and beat each other up and then i think jericho's squad still had like one extra one or something we had a lot adam cole just had roderick strong with him yeah 
Yeah, and then Jericho had Angelo Parker, Jones. Matt Menard, Garcia, yeah. and Hager with him. Yeah, I was like, what, what the shit? Saying. I don't know why they they clearly had a disadvantage. Well, but it was unsanctioned, so technically they didn't. I mean, they could have whatever they want. So really, yeah. the only other person that that's Adam Cole I, had with him was Sabu. Well, that's why I was wondering if Kyle O'Reilly was going to make a return, and then that didn't happen. So, I mean, like, it just felt like a match that just needed to, ha- like, just happen just because of what they were telling on Dynamite. Like, the thing where Adam Cole was hand- handcuffed and Britt Baker was hit uh, in the head with a chair shot or something like that. Forgot what she got hit with. I thought it was a chair, though, but. Well, yeah, and then that's after the, after this. Was it after this when they started? I think that was before this, was when Chris Jericho was wearing the Britt Baker shirt. Um, yeah, I think it was around that time anyway. Yeah. So Well, it's because uh, they cut it. They busted her open, so there was a shirt like Britt Baker was, like, busted uh, open. It was, and he, yeah, and Jericho was wearing it. Yeah, I um, that I saw the shirt, but still. But, yeah, I mean, this ended in a referee stoppage, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, uh, mostly because I forgot how he submitted them. I think it was a chain around the neck or something yeah. like that. But again, I went 19 minutes. This was my example, like I was talking about in the previous podcast, how AEW matches go a long way. Yeah. I mean, and, every single match, like when I looked down the card, the only one that didn't was we'll talk about it, but it made sense why it didn't. Yeah. Because I know the we'll talk about the reasons behind it, but... Um, yeah, like uh, once ago, it was like the, it was this one. This one was okay, and then FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. It's like yeah, dude, Jeff Jarrett. They give Jeff I, Jarrett like way too much fucking shit. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, like, I don't. He gets matches I mean, on fucking pay per views and shit, and it's like right away. This is almost yeah. like Charlotte, right? But yeah, but Jeff Jarrett hadn't even been in AEW for. I mean, I remember he showed up and he was on a pay-per-view the next night or something. Yeah. It was like, what the shit? And I, you know, I remember, I remember I told you long a time ago, FTR, I didn't like them. They were an example of a group that I did not like at the beginning. Yeah. Um, when they were called uh, the Revival, I think in WWE, I didn't care for them. And yeah. then when they came over to AEW, still didn't care for them. But when they shifted over to this FTR mode i don't know what you would call it but when it changed for me so like i don't look for them to lose a lot anymore um i think they're one of the better paper uh tag teams out there yep i agree i definitely and, think that they're one of the best <laughs> that uh, especially the way that they end up doing their pacing of the matches and stuff, especially yeah. this one. Well, they, and like, like a, you know, knew that and Jeff Jarrett and Shane Lethal were not going to win. Well, well, and I harp on, you know, I, you probably hear me say all the time about matches being the same all the time. Yeah. Uh, especially with tag teams that are together. FTR, I've re- they do some things, but a lot of the stuff they do is different in every match that I watch. Yeah. I mean, I don't see them doing the same. You know, their matches don't go exactly the same every time they have a match. Like, depending yeah, upon who they face, the different stuff could happen. And that, you know, you don't see that a lot. Like, if a young the young bucks are in a match, the same shit happens in that match yeah, every time. Same moves, yeah. And 
uh, the Usos, it's the same way. Like you watch an Uso match and okay, you're going to see the same shit. I mean, they super, they're almost young bucks are almost the Usos in AEW is what yeah. I, because they super kick the shit out of people all the time and it's yep. constant. So, I mean, but this match again, it went 19 minutes and 55 seconds. Can I say, I remember a lot from them except for the fact that Mark Briscoe was involved in it. And you knew it was going to end the way that it did? Yeah. No. I knew it would happen. knew what happened was going to happen. Now, did Karen Jarrett had to be involved? No. Yeah, definitely not. She she doesn't need to be anywhere around that shit. um, But but other than that, but yeah, going back to the Jeff Jarrett thing, the fact that he's been in a top-level card since he came back, into AEW is like, okay, are you part of creative and booking your own shit? Because yeah, because that's the only thing that makes sense. It's like, what the fuck, dude? It's like there's other guys that could be going against FDR right now that are probably better than your fucking bullshit. I don't yeah. like Sonjay Dud. How he just like Sonjay Dud used to be awesome in TNA, but like this bullshit where he comes out in suit and he fucking says a bunch of bullshit and, and just the and get people pissed off and throws a pencil at somebody. It's like so stupid. And then they, yeah, and, the and one thing that I'm seeing and Satnam Singh can't fucking do shit in the ring. Well, Satnam Singh is like almost. Well, that's what I'm saying. They can't fucking get anybody that does like their muscle isn't like if you got four fucking guys and you can't beat two, then you have a fucking issue with your group. <laughs> yeah, Especially yeah, and then it's like seven foot, however much. Yeah, one other thing I want to talk about that I wanted to talk about before we go on to the next match was related to Mark Briscoe. I think, unfortunately, with his brother passing, I would like to see him wrestle singles just well, to see it because I don't think this, we've... We say this when Mark and uh, his brother have feuded before. like. Uh, but I'm saying from yeah. my standpoint... And then... I didn't watch Ring of Honor, so well I never saw any of well, that. I was just so, about to mention because they just released that Mark Briscoe is going to go against Claudio for the belt because okay. Eddie, Kingston well. won, uh, Eddie <laughs> Kingston won his never open weight belt, the first belt that he's ever got from any promotion, I guess, from what I hear. Uh, so he's locked into a contract where he can't like wrestle anywhere else for like a month or something like that. So, uh, so they had to take him away from being a number one contender. So then they put Mark Briscoe in that role. So the next pay-per-view or whatever that they're doing for ring of honor, I guess it's going to be Mark Briscoe versus Claudio. Okay. Well, it'd be a pretty good match. Yeah, I would like to see that only because I haven't really seen, I've only seen him wrestle in a tag team. And then like this first thing during this, he was a special guest referee and didn't really do anything. Yeah. So in his time in AEW that I've seen, seen him, I haven't seen him wrestle alone. And unfortunately, he's either going to have to be partnered up with somebody else or he's going to have to wrestle alone going forward. He can't just be a special guest referee all the time. Anyways. So that's all I wanted to point out was that I'd like to, instead of him just being one of these 
manager types or special guest referee or where he's thrown into this role of just being an, another guy. Yeah. To see him actually wrestling. Well, that's the main thing. I just remember like back in the day, like him and No, I'm not Jay disagreeing with you, Josh, because you watched all this stuff. You I you pointed me to it's like on Ring of Honor though. Yeah. But you pointed me to Ring of Honor period. So I mean you had seen stuff before I did. So anyway. Yeah. It's mostly because when they had that uh not who they have currently, but the person that they had before they were only in certain towns. And then, like, so we would have cable, but, like, Ring of Honor would only play at, like, 10 or 2 in the morning. So, thankfully, I had a DVR at the time, so I was able to tape the episodes whenever it would happen. So I started watching that. So it was around the time when Kevin Steen was in there and Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. So, like, that's, like, the the beginning of like when I'm like, holy shit, they have all these dudes in WWE now or like practically either there or like in AEW now kind of gets more eyes on the, the product and shit anyway. But yeah, so it's only good things anyway. So <clears throat> especially it's kind of like what AEW like AEW is just a lighter version of it because I mean, ring of honor is more like about honor and shit. And AEW kind of does like, uh, kind of WCW-ish type stuff. But, yeah, they don't do, like, the super bad booking. They've only fucked up a few times in my eyes. Like, really bad. And one of them was the Exploding Deathmatch. <laughs> like, if that's the main one that I remember that was, like, a, a step down, was, like, I think they're doing okay. But, like... Okay, so I couldn't even remember... Like the Wardlow versus Christian Cage match, I totally forgot it happened. Mostly because how what what happened now, in the like since then, <laughs> because we've already seen Forbidden Door and all this other shit in the meantime. So, yeah, I forgot that it happened, and then Wardlow won, <laughs> and it was like weird at the time. <sighs> Oh, yeah, the Wardlow and, uh... Yeah, Christian Cage match. I'm like, I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, first off, I'm like, you knew that he was gonna eventually get a title or something anyway, but, like, Wardlow shouldn't be having, like, I don't know. To, uh, knowing that they have him doing the Powerbomb Symphony and all this other shit, like, I don't think it's really necessary for him to lose as much as he does. Like, where he's lost the title at least twice now, I think, maybe, if I'm correct. So, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think he should be yeah. with certain people. But Well, Wardlow, yeah, I don't get what... It's reminded me, as a man, Sasha, how Sasha Banks was booked in WWE. Oh, like how he goes flip-flops a lot of the time? Yeah, well, he'll win and then lose. He'll win and then lose. He'll win and then lose. And I'm talking about title matches. Like, he, he'll he win the championship and then he won't keep it for very long. Yeah. I don't, I don't get the point of it. it. He won it from... Who did he win it from? Fuck. I forgot the first time who he won it from. But then he immediately lost it to Samoa Joe. Then he beat, it, beat a Samoa Joe for it. And then it seems like he lost it directly to Christian Cage again. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, yeah. After this match, though, it was like like on TVs one day. I don't know exactly when because I haven't seen uh, Dynamite for like a while now. Yeah, and then we'll talk about it in forbid when we do the Forbidden Door podcast. The result at that point. Yeah. Like, anyway. Yeah, it's like, so you're only talking about a month, but so this happened. So the podcast Double or Nothing happened May 27th. Yeah. And Forbidden Door happened when? July uh, or the end of June, I think. Yeah. So literally a month later, <laughs> there's um, another result. So it happened yeah. on uh, June 25th. So less than a month later. Yeah. Because I remember so it's like... <laughs> stuff where Luciosaurus was with Kurt and Cage and he was talking shit. Or yeah, so it's like a less than a month later, another result happens yeah. with Wardlow. So it's oh, like, that's where I'm like, I don't get it. I guess you could say it's not as bad as Sasha because Sasha won and then lost on Raw the next night. Or, I think or one she, time. Or most of it was like she would win it and a SmackDown. Then she would go to the pay-per-view and immediately lose it. <laughs> yeah, so well, on a raw again. But I do remember the time she won at the pay per view and two days later lost it. Yeah. So it's it's like it's like what the hell? Anyways, and I never understood that because, like I said, I felt Sasha was one of the better wrestlers in WWE. Yeah. I still and, think she's one of the better wrestlers out there. So. Yeah, I definitely agree, and I I kind of like what she's doing with New Japan right now. I think it's kind of cool with what, and it's cool knowing the Trinity is in impact too i don't know exactly what she's doing but at least well i do know well and we'll talk yeah and we don't talk about the impact stuff but i know she beat perrazzo over the weekend Ooh, for the title yeah so she won the Ooh. title over the weekend well that's or this cool. weekend anyway, she, deserves that shit. she was one of the more underrated wrestlers that were in wwe female wrestlers wise yeah she she's so i've always loved trinity though like like as a wrestler i think she's always been I mean, like, her promo skills ain't great, but she's always, like, kind of hooked me in the ring. Like, Yeah, it's Slammiversary, which was yesterday, I think. Oh, okay. So, uh, once again, so, with that in mind, then there was Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter, and I think you said that she was, Jamie Hayter had, like, a shoulder injury that she was working through. Yeah, and that's why I said that made sense. This was the one match that went three minutes and five seconds, and it makes sense because Jamie Hayter had a torn, something wrong with her shoulder. So um, it's either a torn labrum or something like that in her shoulder. That Oh, so pretty uh, much the same thing that uh, uh, Balor had then. I think it was. Like it's something, something like that. It's, I can't remember, but she worked through it. So she got a lot of uh, praise. praise for doing it yeah. or for wrestling well, I mean, with it. That's one thing that not a lot of, like a whole lot of wrestlers ain't doing. And then some people kind of fault them for actually trying to do it in the ring. It's like, well, I mean, it's up to the person. If they, if they want to put it on a show still, and then they're just like, it's up to like to, to a certain degree. I wouldn't say if you broke your leg, you should wrestle 25 fucking minutes out of the ring, you know? Like, oh, yeah, hobble around while you broke oh, your fucking leg. Oh, well, 
and we won't talk about it yet, but during Forbidden Doors, <laughs> that's another one. You're talking about that, but yeah. it happened in Forbidden Door where yeah. somebody wrestled for 10 minutes with yeah. something. Yeah. So, but we'll talk about it then. But, but I mean, like, that's the main thing. It's like, I don't think that they should, but, like, I think it should be up to the wrestler's choice to a certain degree. <laughs> Like, well, I think it was in that case that we'll talk about during that I mean, podcast. We talked about the Matt Hardy one where he fell and cracked his head on the concrete. And then that yeah. should have probably just been waved off and they couldn't finish it. But, like, if he thought that he was able to finish it, then whatever, man. Like, uh, there's been a lot of other people that have went through worse shit. <laughs> what you but, yeah, with the, with, but with that... uh damage to her shoulder or whatever even i'm talking about John, jamie hater the one that is a good champ right now is tony storm i mean I, i've always loved tony storm though she's always great i honestly am surprised that they didn't have soraya take it though well i'm wondering if they're waiting for that for all in though because oh. it's in london what are the, oh so like what you think so tony storm go against soraya or something it's my. It's just a thought I'm having. I mean, I don't know. I think they may have messed up that with Jamie Hader's injury. Like, yeah. Um, unless somebody picks it up before that, oh, um, yeah. then Soraya would have to face Tony Storm. I think she's going for the title in London, though. So if it's hers or if it's against, uh, well, Someone we'll talk else. about it yeah. later. But yeah. But the person with the other belt, um. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, well, I mean, possibly either or. I mean, that would be cool. But like, uh, what's it called? So yeah, like it was good for what it was. But, but uh, then I definitely one of my favorite <laughs> like teams right now, and I hope that they don't like uh like I definitely think that they could open for more people too even though it's fine for what it is, but is the House of Black versus the Acclaimed with Billy Gunn, uh, where they're doing a house rules match where literally they give the options to the, the challengers on what they want to do, which is fucking awesome. It's yeah, they've been doing that like lately. A decimating force where you come out there and you're like, you get to do whatever you want to do, and then we'll do um, like we'll do your rules, and we'll still whoop your ass. <laughs> like, yeah, I love that shit. That's my jam. Like anything where it's like, oh, okay, we'll do a hardcore match, and we'll just destroy you. Like the claim came out and said, oh, I don't need your fucking rules, pretty much, which I thought was cool. Like showing like that they were a face group, still. Right, where they're just like, oh, well, I don't need it. I'll just beat you in, like, the regular way, which I think that that's kind of, like, how they should do it with certain groups anyway, going against them. But, like, if they're going against... Because I think that Hoss and Black could go against any of them. I think they could go against the Jer Jericho Appreciation Society, even though that they're technically... I mean, is the House of Black technically heels right now? Like, I don't know if they're technically... I honestly don't know. I just know that... Um, I know that Malachi Black... So this whole AEW collision thing, which wasn't a thing back when this pay-per-view happened. So since then, 
there's a new show. They not only have Dynamite and Rampage, but now there's AEW Collision, where it seems like all of the wrestlers that don't get along with anybody else are on this show exclusively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, on Collision, Miro's on this one, so he made his return on Collision. CM Punk made his return on Collision. Um who else? Thunder Rosa made her return on Collision. And what I heard is Malachi Black, so the House of Black, made a request to go to that show. Mm. So I don't know how they're going to work that and that others can be on it, but there's going to be ones that are exclusive just to Collision. Well, I mean, So maybe it was a thing. You know, and I'm wondering, too, if they created that show because people wanted to work only on Saturdays. Or something. I mean, you because, know. but but I do know that Malachi Black requested that, so obviously the House of Black is going to go with them. Yeah. And oh, another one's on Andrade El Idolo, so he made his return on Collision. Oh yeah. So there's all of the ones that have been not on TV for months, all of a sudden came back on this new show. So just for perspective, but. But yeah, I do like this. This was my favorite match, I think, of the card. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then, but I mean, there wasn't anything like crazy special. Yeah. Because this wasn't like the House of Black match where freaking House of Black decimated or each team decimated each other. I don't remember what. Think it was the uh, Dark Triangle one. Yeah. Where they went back and forth constantly throughout the whole match. That was probably the match. I would say match of the year in my opinion right now um, or close to it. Um, But this was up there. House of black always does good matches. And I attribute a lot of it to one of the most rated like wrestlers. Well, the funny thing is like with house of black, right? You have like three speeds. I would say is you've got fucking buddy Murphy's strong, but he's fast as hell. Right? Yeah. You've got Malachi Black that's strong, but he's like mid-paced, right? But then you've got Brody King that's strong as a fucking ox, but slow as hell. So you've got like, (laughs) but he's fucking, he does any moves and it's like, ouch, that's going to hurt, right? And then Buddy Murphy's just fast. It's like, you got to fucking pay attention when he's wrestling because it's like he's all over the place. Oh yeah, that's why for for his size, it's like he's more more one of the more re- underrated guys. Like Brody King is awesome. Like what's he called? Brody King's awesome, and then Alistair Black's awesome, or Malachi Black, whatever. I keep saying the WWE names, but like I just love the whole stable itself. I love the fucking entrances. Like, everything that they fucking do is just fucking awesome. I just love the group itself. And then when they... Because this is the second or third one that we've seen from them. I think it was like the... What was the one before this? Was it Full Gear or was it Revolution? I think I believe so, right? yeah. It might have been Revolution. I don't watched. know, but again, that was the one that had the but great match like, in it. It was the one that they won the, tw- yeah. the trios belts from the elite. That was fucking amazing, and this is just like was just as good. And it makes sense why the acclaimed is like getting up there and like 
they're getting over with the crowd and they're super over with the crowd right now is because they're uh, like, especially Bones. Bones plays a good, like, to uh, like a uh, dude that gets beaten up. Like, <laughs> like every time he, he sells like his knees getting hurt, all that shit. Well, yeah, we, t- I remember we talked to, I, yeah. Yeah, I remember we talked about it during this match too, because it was like he spent probably yeah, and then he was ninety percent of the time. match in the match. Like, yeah, Max Caster didn't wrestle that much, and yeah, and neither did Billy Gunn. And the funny it was thing like is, is Bowens like, was t- first, basically like, wrestled you know, like three most guys. Of the time you end up seeing like Platinum Max Caster is like the the dude that's like the, you know how there's certain teams that you know that there's like they're the Genetti in the, in the group, but it's like fucking Anthony Bones is just showing like at first I thought he was the Genetti in the group, but now it's like where I could see both of them being like, uh, not really main eventers, but at least solo guys. Like if they ever broke up, I think they could both be good at solo stuff. Like either like, uh, which is great. I mean, like, especially the line where it was like during on one of the dynamites where the chick was flirting with him. And then he's like, you do know I'm gay, right? He's like, I thought the pink kind of gave it away. (laughs) So I thought that was fucking hilarious. Uh, So, yeah, like it definitely needed to go to House of Black. It's mostly like House of Black needs to have the titles for a long ass time. And I don't know who should beat them, but, like, I think they should fight every person on the card. Like, even, like, they make, it's kind of like the Blind Eliminator tournament right now. Like, how it's, like, the tag teams going against, like, the random tag teams going for the tag team gold or whatever. Like, if they just did random teammates where they would just be like, yeah, let's try to beat the House of Black or whatever. I think they could do that. Yeah, like, I would if agree. They wanted to, or they could have like people from New Japan or like literally anywhere to go against them for the belts. I would agree. Uh, so I don't know if there's anything else to say about that match, though. Nah, it was it was that was one of those one that of my favorite ones out of the match. Uh, yeah, of the night. <laughs> yeah, it was one of my favorites too. I just it's one of those that it was kind of like the like you were talking about the elite match. It went that way. Except yeah. for there wasn't three guys involved. And see, the there was just really me, Bowens and Caster came in and Billy Guns came in for yeah. a few seconds. The, but The main thing why I think that it's like, I don't know, if anything, it ties for a match of the night for me is just because, like, I don't know, certain things I think could have been better. But, like, either that or it's, like, real close between them. Like, that's the main thing. So, that being said, then there was Jade Cargill with uh, Mark Sterling and Layla Gray. Oh, so it's a different chick? I thought it was like... So I thought no, Layla Gray's the lighter skin one. Kira Hogan, I I want to think that she left the group a while back. Oh. Layla Gray's really the only one left. It's just them two now. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know who was with her. Yeah. I just knew that it was the baddie section at one point, and now it seems like because they didn't have Red Velvet at one point, and then, so I thought Kira Hogan was still with them, 
So I thought that that was yeah. No, they they Jade Cargill faced Kira Hogan a while back, I think. Oh, okay. Um, when she kind of left, if I remember right. But I do know that Lila Gray is the only, or Lila. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but I know she's the only one left. Yeah. But this was the other match that went very short. It went eight minutes and well, in total, it went nine minutes, almost ten minutes. But there was another thing that happened yeah. that we'll talk about at the end like, of this. But. Actually, I was actually kind of impressed with Taya Valkyrie, Valkyrie in this. Well, match. both of these I matches. It's funny. It's funny. I don't mean to cut you off, but I watched the match that they had on Dynamite. They both kind of went yeah. the same, but it's like this was an example of where I thought Taya should have maybe beat her. But it was one of those things yeah. that obviously what we're going to talk about in like probably a minute is the reason they didn't. So, um, yeah, <laughs> anyhow, but this is also, yeah, I didn't realize that they both had the same finisher, just called differently and all that shit. Like I didn't realize that. So, I mean, it was good for what it was, but I was surprised that she won. And then it made sense because Chris Stantlander came in and, <laughs> and win against her because at one point after she beat Taya Valkyrie because it was kind of weird because they did it exactly like how they do a Roman match where like that's the one thing that they do with Jade Cargill is that they do the Roman treatment because like she'll get her ass beat for like however long then the other person will put their finisher on them they'll kick out <laughs> then They'll, uh, the, they'll, she'll put her finisher on. And yeah, and it came out of the blue. That's why I said this match went work? like Taya should have won it yeah. and didn't. But you can see why she didn't. Yeah, and she put her finisher on, and then Jade kicked out, and then immediately put her finisher on Taya, and then, or Taya, and then she lost. I was like, what? And then, like, five seconds later, then Mark Snow was like, nobody can beat us, blah, blah, blah. And then Chris Statlander came back. So, so this and is the other... That Chris Statlander came back. This is but, the other belt that I think if Soraya goes for. Well, like, if she's going to go yeah, to Soraya. So, so, yeah. I mean, it could totally but happen. I, I wasn't even Because the reason that. I say that is because I doubt she's they're going to have her turn on Tony Storm this early in the Outlaws thing. Yeah, this early. So yeah. it makes sense that she's going to win the title somewhere and it's going to, it's got to be this one. I, I just don't see, or she's just going to be in a title yeah, match to get a big pop, but, but going yeah. to London, there's no fucking way in hell that she's not winning a title belt there. So whoever she's, I so know, whoever right? she's facing, she's winning. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Like, and that's the main thing. Yeah. Like, I could totally and see that. Honestly, that's probably why she's not wrestling a lot right now. She's probably training out the ass for that, is just my guess. But, because yeah. she's, I don't think she's wrestled since the yeah. match prior to this one. So I think she's I've been seeing her, like, mostly with yeah. Storm, too, and stuff. But, like, yeah, so it was cool doing this match anyway. Like, it was nice to see Chris Sandlander back, but. Like I'm kind of soured on her just because of how I was treated at the the cruise. <laughs> Ever well, since then, yeah, I mean, like, uh, but I can imagine. Like, you know, we talked about it, Josh, with her. Can you imagine how many times she's asked that though? Well, it's probably like. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like, 
I understand, like, you getting asked a million times to do it, but, like, you made it part of your thing of being the elite with hardcore wrestling people. Why wouldn't you be surprised if somebody asked you to boop you a lot? Like, literally... And they even have it in Fight Forever. But at the same time, Josh, she did actually do it. She could have been a real bitch and not do it at all. She, and, you know, unlike, you know, know. yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be sorry about it because unlike you that had, you know, your incident with, I had one with Britt Baker where I talked to her straight in the face and she ignored me. So like literally at the food counter. Yeah. She's, yeah. I don't remember exactly what she was doing at this point, but I said, hello, she's looking directly at my face and said nothing. So, you know, at least you got a response and a picture of what you had requested. I didn't even get a response back from yeah. the person. Yeah. So that, that soured me on her. I used yeah. to be a Britt Baker fan yeah. until then. Now, every, now everything she says it, well, that's what now saying. everything that's it's right. everything that's she says bugs me. Tell. Now, so it's yeah like now that's why i kind of understand why like you see with uh, even with her coming back chris danlander like she doesn't have the same gimmick where she's not even like somebody from space and all that shit she didn't like drop that and she's doing something else that's totally understandable right <laughs> i was just saying like it was like kind of annoying knowing that it was like, oh, really again? Oh, I'm like, and I get it, Josh. That's what yeah. I was saying. That's the next match, though, man. Yeah. <laughs> the next match. The funny thing is, is the next. You know, I was talking about Orange Cassidy at the beginning. Yeah. This match is exactly how they normally go. Yeah. Remember, MJF was barely in the match. Like he stayed, and I know he's a heel, but I remember he was talking shit the entire match, but he wasn't doing yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, like he left the match and he was, was like, screaming at fans and yeah. he was, you know, I mean, all types of. That's why I say that this is like kind of like, I don't know. Either the House of Black match is better than this one was match of the night or this one was. Just because I don't think it was because MJF. I think he had funny moments. Yeah, he had funny moments. The one that made this match was, was Sammy Guevara, though. Sammy Guevara made this match. Yeah, if, if, if there was anybody in this yeah. match that made it, it was Sammy Guevara. And for me to say that, because Sammy Guevara is another one that I don't really care for. He grates me the wrong way. But he performed really well in this match. Darby Allen, I've always been a fan, on, a fan of, but like... In this match, it seemed like the same stuff over and over again that I'm used to seeing with him. Yeah. And Jungle Boy is yeah. kind of just bland. I don't know how to explain it with him either. I think maybe going heel like he's doing now might change that a little for me. But his gimmick at this point wasn't. Like, he, he changed. And that's yeah. another spoiler yeah. after what happened during this pay-per-view. But Jack Perry goes heel and gets rid of basically the jungle boy moniker after this. Um, but, but MJF one expected that expected him to win the way that he did. Cause that's how he always wins, you know? So it's like, yeah, that's the one detriment for MJF though. It's like even the shit that they're doing right now, where the, it's like the tag team eliminator with like Cole and MJF being a team. Like, you know what's going to happen. They're going to get that tag badge, and then MGF's going to cost them. 
and then they're going to be like, oh, it's going to go for the title. You know it's going to happen because he's done it millions of times before. You know? And it's like the one detriment that happens with Cole or MJF is that they can't fucking tell anything with him where it's not like him just being a dick. Like, you should be able to just notice it from a mile away how the ending's going to go because that's all he's been doing lately. <laughs> Yeah, and and like I said, a lot of MGF uh, go like this. Uh, MGF matches go like this. But one thing I did want to point out, this one did also, and like I've been pointing out with all the other matches, this match went 27 minutes and 50 seconds. So it was actually the longest match on the card, I think. Yeah, by like... Um, by like... 50 by 50 minutes. seconds yeah. over the, the last match. But, oh, yeah. but again, two matches in general went almost an hour on this card. So if that just puts it into perspective of the difference between AEW and WWE right now, but I just wanted to point that out before we moved on or before yeah. we got to the last match, well, just I mean, to, last to match, give perspective. The last match, I was just surprised because I was kind of disappointed by it. <laughs> like, well, well sometimes I wonder I if there's just too many people like, like this one had eight people, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. you get to a point where unless it's a Royal Rumble or like the Casino Royale at the beginning, having eight people in the match, they all have to have their time. That's why the match probably had to go 27 minutes because for all of them to be actually in the match for any given amount of time, it's got to go that long. So there's not really a lot of continuity in terms of a match, and that's what I get with these a lot of the time is, you know, it's different with a Royal Rumble match where there's 30 guys possibly in the ring at one time there's stuff yeah. going on all the time in a royal rumble match and i think that's why it works but like this one anarchy in the arena right eh, there's not much you know they're fighting each other well well i'll point out if it's the anarchy in the arena every fucking time i don't want to hear the person's ring theme like oh, yeah, I forgot about that, but this was the was this the one where the the live band matter. played this damn song until they went up and started messing with the yes, yes, and the until they messed with the dude that was in the band because he yeah, was playing in the Blackpool Combat Club's gear or song or something, and then they what was it like they did something where they were playing somebody's song. I thought it was a Blackpool Combat Club thing. And then they opened up their his shirt, and then he had the opposite person on this shirt or something. Or maybe it said Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, I don't remember, but then he got hit, and that's when it ended. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But. Yeah, like that, yeah. But, like, if they do that every fucking time, that's so annoying. Like, I fucking hate that shit. Once they come out to the ring, turn the music off. Nobody needs to hear it. Especially, I don't really care for Wild Thing, though. I yeah, I well, really... I don't think he used it after this. I want to think that at Forbidden Door, he didn't use this, did he? Uh, he did Wild Thing when he came out, yeah. At, at, at Forbidden oh, Door, he did? Forbidden Door, I don't know. I didn't, did it. Yeah, I don't think he did. I don't recall, because I think we talked about it, that it was different music. Yeah, but, because I think they but, came out like back Blackpool Combat Club music i think or something like that i don't it remember but one of the things in this match that song though 
it was different because I pointed it out. Yeah. But on this one, one thing that I do remember they do all the time in all these matches too is I don't understand the point that they all have to hit their finishers one time. Yeah. It's like that. there's always a point in the match where they all have to do that. Like somebody will hit this and then the next person will come in and hit theirs. And the next person, they did it in this match too. Where well, everybody the hit their damn finishers. Kind of and I'm like, like the finish was, it was, yeah. Like, it felt out of place because I thought that they were still going to keep going. And then uh, Takashita comes in. And uh, because everybody knew that that was coming. Like, anybody that didn't realize that Takashita was going to join in. And then same with Don Callis or whatever. Like, you guys are goofs. <laughs> Because I could tell. Well, at least they talked about it during. At least they, you know, AEW, I said with their storytelling, one thing they do is you can kind of. The storytelling makes sense. Like Don Callis and him showing up makes sense because of what had happened before. So it's like, and then that flows right into what would happen at Forbidden Door. So it's like, it's not like their storytelling doesn't make sense. They're doing the right things. I can tell you that when yeah. it comes to that. Well, I was um, just saying for like now, anybody that would think that they wouldn't be going down that route. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got what you're saying, but I'm just saying that, but yeah, it, it was a quick thing. Like it was like they did it and then it ended and that was it. It was like, okay, well, and it came out of the, like they didn't come out and then stuff happened and then something happened at the end. Yep. Kind of like, uh, you know, we were talking about on the last podcast with uh, Solo Sokoa at WrestleMania Night 2, how that played out. Yeah. You knew that was going to happen, but it's kind of happened multiple times already. So it's like, it's kind of... Yep, you shouldn't really be surprised. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's why I definitely don't think at Blood and Guts it's going to be the same thing, but you never know. But uh, what's it called? So the next pay-per-view we're doing. Is yeah, that's the next one that we've got in the pipeline. And then after that, it'll be Forbidden Door followed by Money in the Bank. And then we'll finally Money be caught up bank. at that point. So, so um, but yeah, we've yep. got all of our other podcasts out there too. The, currently, what is it? Scream Creeps we talked about. Well, the last one we did was Terrifier 2, right? And then we're going to be talking about. Poltergeist yep, next, and then the latest one we had released was Superman 3 on Sci-Fi Graveyard, and then we've got, well, besides the WrestleMania Night 2 that we released last time for, for this podcast, but then we'll have a Catching Killers yeah. um, podcast on our Morbid Instinct that'll be coming out soon, so expect all of our podcasts to be updated at this point. Yeah, because we're going to do... Yeah. Uh, yeah this one went almost an hour too so we've been uh, talking quite a bit on these podcasts lately so yeah yeah like usual i mean like it's so easy to just rant well you can with the aew (laughs) ones because there's more wrestling to actually talk about versus definitely for sure and like better like yeah, when matches. we talk about like a lot of the time, sometimes you get like the same type of matches, but like you kind of like uh, I don't know, care about them more because you're not gonna sit there and a lot of the time. You... All right, yeah. See you next next time. Peace.